All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. R.B.T. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Starting on one, two, three, four, five, six, and we all in it. Yes. Um. So, uh, one of the things that I I wanted to talk about was um. Did you see uh the Met Gala? I uh, fiasco I'll- with AOC. Uh, I I did yes yes the non tragedy <laughs> the right's just been like well, what does it look like when a working class person who's become rich starts talking you know uh, they're non points yeah. as usual yeah uh, oh wait I should have tested my sound there yeah yeah it's, uh, it, it's 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 pretty much like such a to me, it was such a, a, a kind of a, a letdown with regards. To, you know, this I, I, because I, I keep thinking to myself, uh, you know, this is the this whole thing with the Met Gala and AOC wearing that dress. Um, it, it, to me, it, it, it seemed like like while we are all while the left is arguing over whether or not it is performative politics. Mm hmm the right wing is like freaking out about like socialism and like, Oh my God, there's socialism at the Met Gala. You know, <laughs> meanwhile, we're just like, ew, look at what she's dressed in. Ew, performative politics. It's like, nah, you know what the number one trending topic was that day? What? Tax the rich. So I think uh-huh. that, yeah, it was tax the rich. So I think she got her point across. Uh, and, uh, and I, I just think that, you know, people who who are still butthurt about it. I mean, look, optics wise, it didn't look good. Right. Well, what do you think? Um, I I understand where some people are coming from with that. But I think I think that with further thought and not to dismiss anybody else, but uh, the fact that she went to this event and did that. And she was the only one who did that, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there are plenty of left-leaning celebrities uh, at these sorts of events. But we saw, I, I don't think we saw anybody else that evening put forth a message with either the way that they've dressed or at any particular moment where they got to speak, if there's even, you know, those kinds of moments at the Met Gala. I haven't been in years, so I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure if it's changed, you know. I mean, I just, I'm kind of past it at this point. But anyway. Me too. Me too. No, no, no. Uh, look, man, I was there with Mendoza one year, and we were serving cream puffs uh, and looking at this beautiful ice sculpture when all of a sudden this antifa asshole mcbain came out of nowhere (laughs) took out 
My friend Mendoza. <laughs> it's so fucking weird because I was literally thinking about that joke earlier today. And, really? And here you are. I'm, I, I'm dead ass. I was on the train. And I was thinking, God, that's so fucking funny. Like, you could just pull it into any situation and boom, there you go. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, we're synced up, right? We're just... We're- <laughs> We're like uh, the, we're like fine apple products, right? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> click them against each other, perfect sync every time. I'm Pav, and I'm Ernesto, <laughs> and together we are the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. That's right. The only place, the only show where you can get your righteous leftist indignation needs met, while also you know dabbling in your pop culture kinks and also shilling for apple apparently i hope that our <laughs> i hope that our venmo fucking blows the fuck up after that you know <laughs> <sighs> am i seeing double 220s oh my god <laughs> was uh, I think is ridiculous mm. and I, th- I I also think that uh, um, look it looks bad because this is uh, the Met Gala is like what is it it's uh, specifically for the rich for the elite uh, to hobnob and rub elbows it's and, like th- you know it's like 30k a ticket yeah um, meanwhile outside of, of this year's Met Gala um black lives matter uh protesters uh were were making sure that their voices were heard outside despite the fact that uh of course the horrible blue line of the pigs mm. cracked down on them fucking um, shit but i i don't know yeah i i, I just feel like it, i i feel like a two-pronged attack right mm-hmm. you know the protests outside, the protests inside with messages like that are good, are, I, I think, are good. Um, yes. Especially with regards to AOC and like having the having using the Met Gala as a platform for a, a good message such as taxing the rich. She also, the very next day, put together uh, 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 some legislature regarding uh, taxing the wealthy. Once again, mm-hmm. uh, as she is ought to do. So, um, you know, she she talks to talk. I mean, optics, like like I said, optics wise, probably not the best thing. And I know this this subject has probably been talked to death about. Um, and a lot of people will probably be like, well, that that Pav from the Robots versus Taxes show, he's just a simp. He's just an AOC stand. He's just another buzzword. Uh, he's he's a he's a quick 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 crack. Uh, whatever other you know Williamsburg born buzzword. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, shots fired at Williamsburg. All right. <laughs> but anyways. Um, but you, you know what? Uh, I uh, I'm a fan of the squad. 
Um, and uh, so far, you know, they they not only talk about uh, messaging and like they not only try to reach out to the young to the youth, mm-hmm. you know. But they're doing shit behind closed doors and trying to, like, put together legislatures and, and try to work the system from the inside. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Jimmy Doors of the world will say that they're not doing enough. But uh, the Jimmy Doors of the world are just uh, they're uh, they're uh, worse versions of us. Armchair <laughs> uh, <laughs> armchair experts. Um who, who don't know Dick because they're not involved in the system. So um, my hat's off to the squad. And, uh, you know, I hope that they continue their good work. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Well uh, said. Did, did you have to, Yeah. Did you have a did you have a, a, a kind of like a point of view of, of that whole that whole uh, rigmarole that happened not in really. the new cycle? Not really. To, uh, just to reiterate what I said before, I, I think that she did a great job. Um, sending a message out uh, while attending such a hoity-toity kind of uh, event. She didn't do anything pretentious like show up as a shadow uh, like Kim Kardashian, which was, I I, I don't know what that, look, I don't get high fashion. Sometimes it just escapes me. But um, I think AOC attending this and kind of... uh, (laughs) Kind of, kind of shitting in people's Kool-Aid uh, was kind of badass. I mean, maybe there's an argument to be said about the optics of saying tax the rich while attending a an event populated by nothing but the rich. But there's also an argument to be said that the Met Gala is actually a, a benefit for... Uh, what is it? It's, it's, it's benefiting either a children's hospital or... Uh, on on its face it's it's benefiting a, a good cause uh, so, no no sorry oh i got that completely wrong it's benefiting uh free admission to the met so that <laughs> those of us oh okay th- those of us who have to fight over rice and leftover <laughs> mice tails uh in the streets can occasionally enjoy some art you know so that's it. Basically, I'm not bent out of shape at all of AOC attending this. And if anybody uh, has a problem with that, they can fight me. They, yeah. They can fight me. I they don't, can fight us. They, they can, can fight, fight us. us. And that includes every second, third, and fourth grader out there who's listening to the show. I will knock the ice cream cone right out of your hand. Don't even play with me. This ain't Blue's Clues, motherfucker. Let me stop. <laughs> That's right. RVT repping the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Come at you with that Teletubby energy. You know what I'm saying? Shun. (laughs) South Slope. (laughs) (laughs) Chinky Winky. Did you see that whole thing with the uh, the Blues Clues guys, Steve? I saw the buzz. It's like he just popped up out of somewhere like, you know, hey, it's me. I didn't like drug myself to death, you know, uh, so which was kind of nice. It's kind of nice. It would have been funny if like he was like, hey, hey, could you uh, 
go to my GoFundMe and like help me uh, buy this ounce of meth. <laughs> that would have been funny to you. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know what what's funny to me anymore. Like the <laughs> honestly, they're like I said, this has been two years solid of Schadenfreude, and my <laughs> uh, sense of humor has taken a turn for the dark. So darker. Let's let's be yeah, real. Yeah. Ever right, since true. I've known you, yeah. ever since I've known you, your sense of humor has been rather dark. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> but it's it's literally starting to reach levels where light cannot escape your humor. It just sort of disappears, and you know, thus the universe fills up with more entropy. That's how <laughs> that's how dark your your sense of humor is becoming. So. Like, Vanta Black, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a question I wanted to ask you, just to you know lighten the mood a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, just I'm just nerding out because, well, you know that's what we do here. What do you think Trinity's dead name or machine name is in the Matrix? Oh, like before. Yeah. Her, um, Before she was freed. Um. Do you think it was Karen? Her, oh, that would be fucked up. <laughs> I was about to be like, her name was Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't put it past them to do something like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Of a, like you know, Neo's like you don't look like a Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> like what? That's that's my name. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can I just keep calling you Trinity? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right, but only if you sign this folder. And she hands him a folder that has like a ripped guy on it, um, with no shirt on. And he's like, oh, okay. This is a fucking super deep cut to when you met Keanu Reeves uh, decades ago. (laughs) I just put your business out in these podcast streets. (laughs) Come on, man. I was like, nobody but you and me are going to get that fucking joke. All right, I'll have to explain to the listeners. (laughs) I was thinking of that today, too. So I was like, I got to bring it up somehow. I got to explain it to the listeners now. It's like, all right, fine. So uh, the story goes that I I met Quentin uh, Quentin Tarantino, (laughs) Keanu Reeves, (laughs) the polar opposite of Quentin Tarantino, Keanu Reeves in uh, in an HMV record store uh, shortly before The Matrix came out. Mm. Uh, He was with a very statuesque blonde uh, who was like way who was. I'm not gonna lie. She was a foot taller than he was, <laughs> and he is six foot set. He's like, that dude is a tower of a man. Wait, 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 wait. He, there's no way he's like six foot seven. No way. Yeah, dude, that motherfucker is tall. He's like six one, six two at the most. You keep, you know what? You keep telling your story, and I'm gonna look it up. All right, fine. I'm gonna say he's like six foot four, six foot five. That was a gross exaggeration. Six foot four, six foot five. He's six one, by the way. I just uh, looked it really, up. Really, really. He's Fuck. six one. Jesus Christ! You just, you've 
<laughs> you've built him up in your mind. It's just like I know, I have. He's I have. six foot seven. He's got his dick has eyes. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> but anyway. He has lasers for hands. <laughs> anyway, that's when the president called me and he was like, get this. <laughs> But no, uh, all right. So he was with a uh, statuesque blonde uh, woman, uh, and he was wearing all, all black clothing. And yeah. dude looked like dude looked like fucking Neo already. So, you know, was I approached this, him. Did he have the beard, or was he clean no, shaven? Completely clean shaven. Wow. So, um, you know, I was with my dad. Uh, and you know, the, I was still fresh in high school and, uh, you know, I was like, dad, I want to, that's Keanu Reeves. He's like, who <laughs> <laughs> you want to be like, no, Keanu Reeves. Guess I so back. And I was like, dad, speed, the recuerdas, the speed, el bus. I don't I don't know how to say the rest of that. Couldn't slow down, pa. And um, he's like, he's oh, like, oh, you being a el, el rápido guagua. That's what you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> Pulling out a little Dominican there for the uh, the Salvadorian, <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, sorry. La chusa eléctrica. That's for all the Saudis out there. Uh, and then I was like, yeah, that's the one. And then he's like, oh, man, get his autograph. And I was like, great, great. Uh, I don't have anything on me for him to autograph. And this was before, you know, smartphones. This was before, uh, you know, any of that, uh, any kind of technology that would have uh, proven, uh, like, I would have taken, I would just, just would have gone up to him for a selfie. But no, like uh, back in the day, we had to ask for autographs on pieces of parchment. And whatnot, <laughs> so. so I walk up to Keanu Reeves and my dad hands me the only thing he has on his persona, which was he was emptying. He, my dad's my dad's a, uh, is a teacher, uh, a retired teacher now. So he was emptying out. Um, uh, I, I guess the class lockers, the like all the all the the shit the kids left over for you know the the end of the school year, and he had a bunch of folders, um, and all the folders were <laughs> uh, the folders that he had on hand were bodybuilding fo folders, <laughs> so every folder had like a different dude jacked to the nines. It was like fucking. What was that dude? Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman. Ron Jesus Christ. <laughs> you could, you don't, you don't get much bigger than him. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. That's the one I avoided. That's the one I avoided. I was just like, no, 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 not Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> Dude's a fucking monster. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I gave him I, I, he gave me them. I, I picked the most nondescript one, which was just a jack dude climbing up a mountain, you know, uh, and, and <laughs> so I walk up to Keanu Reeves and long story short, you know, I'm just like, Mr. Reeves. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, he didn't say it like that. Yes, he did. But, uh, yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was like, can you sign my, can you, can I get your autograph? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude is the nicest. When people say he's the nicest guy, I, I, no lie. He was the nicest dude. Um, and he shoots a look to, <laughs> I, he, I hand him the folder and he's like, he signs it, but then he looks at the, he takes a, he takes a beat to look at the folder and he's like, huh, you know, No, <laughs> 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 well, I was going to get in this shape for the matrix, but, uh, uh this, this folder made me reconsider, you know? <laughs> And that's the story of how I met Keanu Reeves. The dude was super nice. <laughs> but when he handed it back to you, did he say anything like, you know, live your truth, little dude? <laughs> no, he wrote a very inspirational note inside the folder, my, my folder, which got lost in like a bunch of my a bunch of moves. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, in the folder, it said something like live your dream, you know, <laughs> or or something like that. That's awesome. And then it, on the bottom, it said, like, you know, it had Keanu. <laughs> um, that's the way I read it in my head. I was like, Keanu Reeves, I got his autograph. Now, I, I could be remembering this wrong, but didn't you tell me that as he was walking away toward his statuesque blonde, you were just like, yeah, I just signed this little gay dude's folder. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well... Uh, no, that didn't happen. That was oh. a gross exaggeration of mine. Completely tasteless joke. Um, I, but uh, Not that tasteless. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. he would. That's the thing. He yeah. would. <laughs> <laughs> and then he killed somebody with a pencil. <laughs> oh, uh. shit. Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so that was my... Mi- 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 see, what, see, you made me fucking do takes time... Out of the fucking podcast. No, uh, no, this is this is prime. Go down memory lane. This is prime radio, my friend. This is prime radio. <laughs> it's now it's now solidified in podcasting forever. Somehow or another, this is being beamed out into space. And long after man has turned to dust, you know, on this planet, the aliens they'll be like, "Wow, there was this human named Pavel on Earth who." had one of their celebrities uh, sign <laughs> sign a weird folder. This is humanity. And then they'll look at each other and go, I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they're dead. Oh, my God. I have a mind to make some movie. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Like just a bunch of Jack Nicholsons, <laughs> just a whole species of Jack Nicholsons. Yeah, all just, this shit. Bu- that's frightening. <laughs> that's fucking frightening. The truth was out there, but they couldn't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Whew. frightening, so, frightening. Uh, speaking of frightening, uh, and going a little bit back to the Met Gala, Nicki Minaj. Uh, oh, oh Jesus. Christ. <laughs> oh. Just when I feel like I'm just like, you know, I'm cool with Nicki Minaj. She comes back around and does some kind of foolishness that I'm just like, come on, man. Um, she was tweeting from the Met Gala saying how um, 
how the vaccine uh, uh, fucks with men's um, what is it? Does it fuck with men's fertility? She um, she said that her cousin and Trinidad's friend took the vaccine and somehow his balls got swollen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> she said this. Yeah. So that is one hell of a fucking uh, factoid. It's <laughs> like my my cousin's best friend's. <laughs> My cousin's best friend's roommate <laughs> took the vaccine and his balls got huge. And then one of his balls winked at me and said hi. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, the like, th- what a source. What a scoop. Minaj breaks. <laughs> Minaj has broken the news. You know, the, 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 the surreal part, well, I, the whole thing is surreal, but. The really surreal part was that the like the medical council of Trinidad, right, looked into this and then had a press conference a day or two later. And they're just like uh, here in Trinidad, uh, we take every accusation seriously and we looked into this and there's no evidence of. I mean, like as if you've heard a Trinidadian accident act. All right, let me start. Let me try that again. If you've heard a Trinidadian accent, you'll know that uh, any iota of irritation will come out uh, in the accent. And this whole statement sounded like they were pissed. They were just like Nicki Minaj said something and us like the, the, the governing medical body of Trinidad has to look into this shit like we're all professionals and this uh person <laughs> is is demanding this attention anyway they were just like there there's no evidence of this in trinidad and i dare say the world uh this is just not something that happens so I, i'm i'm really pissed that this was like a four day uh news story yeah it, it, for for a while, it was just like, really, must we, must we really like focus on this <laughs> shit? You know. <sighs> oh man, it was. Uh, you know, it just goes to show you that we, as a species, are too immature for social media. Because she has like. Uh, combined across all of her social media, close to 200 million followers or something like that. And for her to say something like that will influence people's opinion on the, uh, on the vaccine. And you know what? Influence is probably too legitimate a word uh, because it's not like everybody's done balanced research on whether they will or won't get the vaccine. It's basically just emotional confirmation bias. Uh, if you hear somebody say something scary while you're already scared, you're going to be like, oh, well, that clinches it. Um, and it's it's really irresponsible of her. And it didn't just stop there. The thing is, uh, she later tweeted, she was just like, I've been invited to the White House to talk about this whole issue. I'm going to wear all pink, like in Legally Blonde, so that they know I'm being serious. She tweeted this. And then the White House had to come out and say, no, we didn't invite you. 
we said you could call our doctor to <laughs> to answer to answer your questions on the vaccine. <laughs> Yo, I think Nicki, Min- Nicki Minaj just hears what she wants to hear. She, I think like, you're she right. She must have seen like. She must have. She must have been like, like maybe going bowling after the Met Gala and been like, "I want the two biggest blue balls." And then it's like, uh, and then somehow that got mixed in with like, I heard my cousin heard my best friend heard that, and it's like it just gets all like mixed into a Nicki Minaj stew, and then it just like comes vomited forth. I'm just like, dude, just, just shut the fuck, just. Cite your sources or shut the fuck up, man. Seriously, don't, don't fucking don't don't go in half cocked into the like anti-vax argument and have nothing to fucking show for it except for like a. I heard somebody said that they said that he, <laughs> that he said it's like fucky fuck off, dude. Seriously, fuck off. Seriously, you know it's it's one thing to like for. Let me, let me open this up as a as a question, right? Like, how do you feel about celebrity opinions in, in politics in general? Mm, mm. Because I, I I don't my my view on on celebrity opinions is kind of a mixed bag. It's not just like outright uh, celebrities should just shut the fuck up, blah blah blah, you know? Because mm. uh, that's that's a really I, I don't. I don't like taking that position. Uh, but what do you? What do you think? Uh, I think it varies from celebrity to celebrity. <laughs> there, they are people just like you or I, uh, with the exception of a few. Uh, fuck Kanye. But uh, yeah, I just had agreed. To, <laughs> I just had to get that in there. But I think, I think there are a lot of celebrities out there who are uh, truly self-absorbed in their own celebrity so they will say anything as long as it brings attention to them and in case in point like Nicki Minaj everything that she said is uh, not researched even though she said she's still doing research which is for me it's I, I don't mean to put her down but it's kind of laughable to think that she's you know combing over like uh medical articles that have been published in the journals and she's you know sitting <laughs> sitting in her study she's like hmm i wonder i wonder if the protein of this particular virus is being you know i i, I just don't see that happening but but th- putting that aside because it's not like i'm doing that shit either um right. it's it's it, her research is basically what appeals to her at any given moment uh, and that's the same case for a lot of people. And on the other hand, there are a lot of celebrities out there who are being very thoughtful about how they look into the vaccine and research and how to disseminate information. Because even though celebrities, uh, for the most part, are people just like you or I, they have these platforms that are super large. And whether they like it or not, and whether we like it or not, uh, is influential and I think that a person with that sort of uh, power needs to be cognizant of that and responsible um, so 
uh, back to my opening sentence, it's it varies from celebrities to celebrity. And I think they can have opinions, but I think the uh, the impetus for them being responsible uh, for their opinions and for their words is higher because they they've they have these platforms. Right. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I, I'll, I'll say that, you know, you will have. Uh, you'll have various celebrities like, uh, you know, say something thoughtful about it and and, you know, own up to the fact that they're not the authority. You know, they're they're not going to be like, mm. you know, well, science says <laughs> that, you know, uh, that that uh, fucking, you know, COVID came from parakeets. And then once you get it, you you grow a beak and then you just love Fruit Loops. And, you know, it, it it's that that's the kind of like a, a harebrained opinion that I'm just like, that's, you know, shut the fuck up. Don't don't do that. Like, I don't want to hear shit this is the kind of opinion that makes people hate celebrities mm. on the other hand there are uh, celebrities who are just like you know will like i said cite their sources mm. and just be like this is what's happening this is where you can go you know and use their platform in a good way and not just make like unbiased like uh like just claims that come out of nowhere mm. so uh so yeah that's i guess that's my thought on that um, do you want to you wanna switch, switch gears to, to Shang-Chi? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Shang-Chi. Uh, Aquafina. What the fuck is up with her? Like, oh, boy. <laughs> she built uh, most of her career on using a fucking black scent. And then as she gained more visibility, it gradually fade away, though it still sneaks in. And <laughs> then... <laughs> It's like the universe is like, uh, I, I think when scientists finally uh, fully complete uh, string theory, they'll see that at its core, it's all held together by irony because the universe is just like, <laughs> let's make Aquafina speak profoundly and legitimately about not taking roles that require her to do the stereotypical Asian accent uh, in order to further... A particular Hollywood narrative, but <laughs> this was also an individual who took an accent from another culture and built an image and kind of a brand off of it at the beginning of her career and go. <laughs> and this is the situation we have now. I actually don't know what to say about it because I saw one clip. Somebody was there was a specific clip making the rounds. Uh, of her in a movie, I forget what it was. I think it might have been from Ocean's Eight, oh, or <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. But she is doing practically a minstrel show, mm. um, where basically she's like a card shark, like she's doing like those uh, that the the, the 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 those outdoor card games where like they scam you for money. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. To the to this white guy and. Uh, She's doing, oof, man, uh, just thinking about it makes me embarrassed. Like I'm watching it live, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ, lady, just ch chill the fuck. Like, stop fucking doing that. But the, um, th the thing is, she, this is uh, 
this is a potential uh, good moment for her if she is honest about it and she's uh, apologetic um, and acknowledges what she did. It could do a hell a hell of a lot in regards to bringing more consciousness to um first of all a lot of, a lot of the parallel lines that asian and black culture have had to traverse in this country and the interchange of culture over the years um and her saying you know what there 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 was an aspect of what i said and what i've done that is hypocritical and i am recognizing that now because how is it that i am going to stand up for the stereotypes uh of my culture um that i don't want to empower while at the same time uh building a certain amount of my visibility off of uh the stereo the stereotypes or the vernacular of another culture um that's also used in many different ways within Hollywood the Hollywood system and society at large you know I feel like she would she could spark a real conversation with this but <laughs> but she is opening her banking app and she's just like fuck I just got that Shang-Chi check. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> so she, um, I hope she's got some really good friends who can guide her through this. Or she can do the chicken shit move and just be like, it's different. It's not the same. I wasn't disrespecting or I wasn't blah, blah, blah. Uh, some of my best friends are black. You know, that could happen. Uh, that could happen. You know. I, I'm not I'm not going to put it past her. You know, I don't have I, I, I don't have as much faith in celebrities when they are caught in the crossroads of some pretty hot topic, controversial subjects. You know, um, they tend to trip over their words. You know, they tend to, you know, take the Ben Affleck route <laughs> and just be like. Delete that shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here. He was trying to take Just a good old Ben Affleck brand farina. You know, uh, it's no history of slave ownership. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to try to take a line out of like uh, one of the. Uh, uh, Nolan Batman movies is just like oh no 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 my family was part of the Underground Railroad uh, <laughs> we used to make the uh, uh, the train pins it was an actual <laughs> it was an actual railroad right <laughs> no Ben no it wasn't my dad put the steam in the steam engine in the <laughs> Underground Railroad well, and then it turned into a giant mech that was shaped like a bat <laughs> J-Lo's off to the side like shut up stupid <laughs> Hector I mean Ben sorry <laughs> quoting the movie El Cantante <laughs> oh god <laughs> 
god. <laughs> oh. That movie was basically El Cantante was like Hector Laveau being like, I wanna do drugs. <laughs> and she's like, Hector, no. <laughs> That's basically that movie. Let me tell you something. The fights in that movie were real. I'm convinced. I think really? I think on set, <laughs> Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez, they were they were using that like couples therapy because some of those fight scenes, those arguments, I was just like, I think this is method acting. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to Shang-Chi. Um, and Aquafina. Aquafina, um, she's, I, I, I don't, think that she's gonna say anything i honestly think she's gonna she's gonna wait this shit out you know <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna be like there's gotta be you know you know kim kardashian's gonna do some stupid shit any day now she's any day now iggy azalea is <laughs> gonna open her f- you know stupid fucking uh, you know, Dingo ate my baby face and <laughs> say some wow. appropriating shit. What? God damn. All right. So now we've uh, hate Iggy Azalea, man. So now we fired shots at Williamsburg and Australia in one episode. <laughs> Woo. Uh, they're going to give me that giant boot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have to go down there to apologize. And then they're going to have to kick me with that giant boot. This whole situation is going to boomerang on me. Hey, we've got <laughs> we've got to keep Aussie and American uh, relations in good standing. You know, we're giving them nuclear subs. You know that, right? Dude, we pissed off France. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking the French are in a tizzy. <laughs> Uh, how you do? How you do this? You fucking Americans! <laughs> we were going to paint these submarines as baguettes, <laughs> and you robbed us of this joy. You know, some uh, some shit like that. How could you give submarines to those koalas? Ah, <laughs> oh, we're terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, God. Imagine. It's not like anybody listens to this show. <laughs> Imagine if like a year from now, we're both like ambassadors to the UN. You know, we're like. Oh, God, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that so much. <laughs> oh, God. If uh, if that ever happens. Like... Yeah, I don't know, dude. I would I would fucking love that. I would insist that uh it'd be like a we'd have a two-pronged approach have you ever heard of crackhead barney and friends what (laughs) (laughs) there is this performance artist um named crackhead barney and her friends and um it's this oh dude you have to you have to see this shit um she is a woman with balls of steel uh, who who dresses up in like blue body paint and um, uh, and wears a f- blonde fright wig and diapers and goes down to white supremacist rallies 
And I'm a fan. I, I'm just whatever yeah. whatever comes next. I don't care. I'm a fan. <laughs> she basically like uh, uh, it. Uh, you have to look it up, man. She basically like trolls them hard fucking core. Um, and her and this dude that dresses up like a cop, but with a with a pig's mask. It's like a pig's mask. Oh my god. <laughs> I think he I think he goes by the name Crispy Bacon, but oh, um, it, it's I honestly would kill to be part of the UN with Crackhead Barney and friends. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Um. Are, are we going to talk about Shang-Chi? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I, I didn't realize you actually wanted to talk about the movie. I thought we were. Oh, okay. I thought this was the all controversy episode. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Shang-Chi, first of all, I, uh, in my opinion, uh, the first uh, truly full-fledged uh, Marvel movie since the pandemic. Um, not throwing too much shade at black widow but that is kind of a mm, it's something that should have come out like in during phase two or phase three at the latest so uh, that that's how i feel about that but shang chi you know it's current it's fresh uh it's bringing it's hip it's now it's wow it's exactly (laughs) it's bringing some much needed asian flavor into the mcu um, and Aquafina. <laughs> and Aquafina, yes. Uh, I gotta give, mm. I gotta give my, I gotta tip my hat to uh, uh, Simu Lu. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes, Simu Lu. And uh, he, his performance was dope. I felt like his character, he fleshed out his character in a way that was both uh, MCU appropriate as well as accessible. Like every time I saw that dude on the screen, I was just like. I want to go to a bar with that guy. I want to go to a bar with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude is cool as fuck, man. He seems um, like it. Uh, yeah. On his social media presence, like his whole thing, um, you know, uh, he he's uh, the, he, so far as much as I've seen, he's he's a little on the left side, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, he's pro vaccination, which is always a plus. And um, d- dude just seems really cool. And, like, you know, uh, people brought up the fact that he was a, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, he did still photography. He was, like, a still photography model for stock footage. For stock, for stock photos, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stock photos. I saw that. <laughs> and he takes uh, he takes all those, those – uh, stock photo memes of him and uh, people kind of like joking around with him about the stock photo past. He takes it it completely in stride. Um, (laughs) Dude is fucking dope. You know, I, I'm, I was really like, like he's very personable dude. Um, And that charisma kind of bleeds into this movie. Although I did feel like he didn't, I don't know. I, I felt like there wasn't a moment where like, um, where the movie stopped enough to really give him a chance to like de- like develop his voice or give him some kind of like 
give him something more other than like quips and like looking pensively as mm. he ponders his uh, his role his role in the grand scheme of you know the family politics that he's pit into. Right. So I I really hope that in uh, Shang Chi Two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> that he that he that they give him more to to do instead of being like you know. <laughs> Let it be understood that henceforth all sequels have to be followed up with Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, that's right. <laughs> but I I agree with you. I agree with you. There were uh, there there certainly. There wasn't enough time spent uh, kind of highlighting and showcasing uh, some deeper character development. He was mostly reactionary to everything. Meanwhile, if, when you really think about it, he's been subjected to some really, really deep trauma. He uh, has to carry the guilt, uh, no thanks to his father, of his mother basically being murdered uh, practically in front of his eyes and his father basically saying, you didn't do anything about it. You're weak. You're nothing. And then, and then on top of that, having to carry that, his father made him an assassin. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, first of all, props to him for having enough wherewithal once he was sent away from his father's complex. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to start another life. It's fucked up. My sister's still back there, but if if I do this, there's no going back. I'm basically just going to be the most professional murderer in the world. So, you know, props to him. Yeah. I um the story aspect of of the movie was something that I really enjoyed. Mm. Just uh like, you know, him running away from his past and then his past coming back to kind of um you know uh, to haunt him and for him to kind of like step up to his father and that whole like you know those whole tragic shakespearean circumstances yes uh and uh and all that but also um i i thought that was pretty good i did however f get the feeling that it was just like all right this is following along the Marvel plan, you know? How so? It felt there were parts of it that I was just like, you know, I, I'm going to be straight up. Look, I wanted the end to be just uh, like uh, a ground, like maybe not a grounded, but a, like martial arts thrown down with like choreography and for there to be like this kind of emotional fight, mm. you know? Mm. Kind of like um, how how Civil War ended, but, you know, even better because it's like, you know, because it's Kung Fu, cause right? Because it, it's fucking Kung Fu. Yeah. So if you could if you could pluck something from all the Kung Fu movies that you've seen in the past to sort of emulate how this movie should have ended, what movie would you would you place? Uh, what example would you place for them to follow? Whew, that's that's tough to say, like. um. One movie that, that springs to mind is The Young Master with Jackie Chan, mm. which is just, it just ends in this epic, epic fucking kung fu fight, dude. Mm. Um, mm. Is it the one, also, is it the like, one where he kills like uh, um, 
20 court servers in order to avoid getting uh, child support uh, letters <laughs> delivered to him because that was a fucking epic scene, I got to tell you. I'm not quite sure how I felt about him yelling his own name as he escaped, but, you know, whatever. You want me to pay alimony? <laughs> Chucky! <laughs> Shit! As he parkours himself out of a fucking window. Uh. Uh, folks, if you don't get that, that's why you have to listen to our show every fucking week. All right. There's a through line to this madness. Oh, man. Um, another movie that comes to mind is um, uh, Flashpoint with Donnie Yen versus Colin Cho. Colin Cho of Seraph. Uh, Matrix Reloaded Seraph name. Oh, oh, hell yes. Which was a fight for the ages. Yes. That, that end fight. And if it, if it had ended kind of like that, like kind of like, you know, you know, for an, uh, Anglos, uh, an Anglo per, like kind of uh, analogy to it or a, a similar movie to it uh, would have been like the end of uh, um, fucking uh, Empire Strikes Back, you know. With uh, Luke and Darth Vader fighting it out, but instead of lightsabers, it's fucking kung fu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. But like, we didn't get that. We got like uh, CGI dragons, and you know that was that was cool and stuff. But like, uh, man, what I wouldn't have given to watch just like something like brought because like fucking they they got fucking Tony Lung. Tony Lung is. Mm. One of the best fucking Hong Kong actors of all time. Hard-boiled, in the mood for love, uh, fucking uh, 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 bullet in the head. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what's that other Wong Kar Wai movie? Um, Happy Together. Dude, dude is a pro. Crouching right? Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Like, yeah. to me, he will always be. Oh, and he, was, he wasn't in... He wasn't in Crouching Tiger. He was in Hero. He was in Hero. He was Broken Sword in Hero. You're right. I'm so sorry. He fought Donnie Yen. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Hero. Both directed by the same guy. So, but, oh, no, no. They weren't. Sorry. Now I fucked up. <laughs> ah, look at us. Look at us. Culturally we're, ignorant. <laughs> we're just a couple of knuckleheads. <laughs> but it, in my heart, he will always be Broken Sword. But, uh,. <laughs> Dude, we have to we have to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, um, but yeah, so that's our that's our those are our takes for the night. Um, yes, yes. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our show. I'm Pav, and I'm Ernesto. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. High anxiety Whenever you're near High anxiety It's you that I fear My heart's afraid to fly it's crashed before 
But then you take my hand My heart starts to soar Once more My anxiety It's always the same Anxiety It's you That I blame It's very clear to me I've got to give in My anxiety You win the same Win! <laughs> 